This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome, everyone. It's great to see everyone tonight at Derech uh, Torah Center, East 13 TNU. It's really, really an honor. I come here, I feel so ener- energized when I see, you know, part of Shi'ur, it's, it's Baruch Hashem getting uh, sent out everywhere. But part of the shiur is you guys also have a schut. Because when I come in and I see this vibe and energy, it gives me koach, it gives me strength to say it's stronger than shiur. To say it bemet. Tonight we're discussing uh, the wayward son. Anybody here have the wayward son? You know what that is? Who's the wayward son? Hmm? Come on, boys. You, you, know, you know the son? Which one is it? Ben? What is it, Ben? Sorero More. You have here Ben Sorero More? Who's the Ben? Who's the Ben? Kiye Ish Ben Sorero More. He has a son, heaven forbid. Sorero uh, More. What is that? That is, you have a 13 year old kid. Abus, he had a bris, and everybody's so excited, and we're saying, He should be a tzaddik, he should learn Torah, he should have a wedding, he should do good deeds. All of a sudden, he hits 13 years old. The guy, one day, he goes to, he starts stealing from his father's, his father sleeping, he, he opens up his wallet, he takes some money out, or he goes to his mother's purse, Takes out money, starts stealing, starts eating meat, drinking wine. The age of thirteen, going going wild with that. He considers zolevus ben sorero more, and Torah specifically says, "What do we do to this kid? We kill him, we stone him, we stone him." Now I have a question for you. Does that make sense? Did he did he go ahead and and murder? People, now, I understand. The guy went and took a machete and goes, or the guy went and took a bomb and threw it in a building. I understand. What did the guy do? The guy went out, stole money from his parents, bought a nice piece of steak. Cowboy, what do they have? The 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 what? Tomahawk, or they have something better now? They have no, they have the monocle, but they have a different one. They have one that they massage the cow. What is it called? Wagyu, wagyu, wagyu. Right, they have the wagyu. He was in the mood, you know. The the guy goes and he goes to the restaurant and they no, oh, by the way, they massage his cow wagyu meat. It's so how long was that? Twenty four, and and it's and it's dry aged for fifty two days in the in the age. And the guy's psyched. He goes to his parents' wallet, opens it up, finds a few hundred dollars, takes it, steals it, goes buys a crazy Cabernet bottle. This dad drinks it with a nice fried steak. Kill him! Kill the guy! Hello? What did he do wrong? That he like that he gets killed? I understand. Maybe slap him. You know this, that. But kill him? <laughs> kill the guy? What did the guy do, Richie? Yeah. What did the guy do? He's responsible. I know he's 13. I know everybody knows he's 13 and responsible, but at the end of the day, I, he's responsible, but give him a different punishment. We're going to go kill the guy. Fit. He's going to bed Dean. Okay, well, why, why are you getting me? Oh, you stole, you stole. And, okay, and then we're going to take you, chuck you, and stone you. What? Does it fit the punishment? Everything has a punishment. You know what I'm saying? Every sin has their punishment. And so this is like, what? What's going on over here? What's going on over here? So I'm going to tell you tonight the answer. Whenever, tonight, you're going to get the answer to this question. You ready for the answer? 
You know who deals with my problem? Rashi. Rashi. And I'll read, read you Rashi. Rashi says, right? Ben Sore Wore, why does he get killed? He says, Al Shem Sofo, which I'll explain in a minute. Higia Torah, Lesov Dato. He says, the Torah looked in the future. He says that eventually you think that it's going to stop there. What happens when his parents, he opens up the wallet and there's no money in his father's wallet? Eventually the money runs out, you know? Open it up, nothing there. What happens when he opens up his mother's purse? And there's no money there. What happens there? He's going to go rob. It's going to get worse and worse. It's going to get worse and worse. And then soon he's going to rob and there's that. So the Torah is saying, stop him now. Kill him now. So this person, listen to this Rashi, what did he say? He says, Amra Torah, Yamut Zakai, Va'al Yamut Hayav. Let him die with merit. And don't let him die with obligations. Now let me explain. Let me explain this Rashi. Like this. There is a pasuk in Gemara Hagigah that speaks about it. And it says, Hen, the people, the people that Hashem has emunah with, Hen b'kdushav lo ya'amin. What does that mean? Hen b'kdushav lo ya'amin. You know we say it? Some people, so, this is the Gemara I'm telling you. It's in the first few pages of Mesech HaGigah. Some people, die young. Sometimes a person dies young. And it's a very tragic. The Gemara says over there, Hashem took that person, first of all, of course, of course we know, Hashem has his Cheshbonot. But one of the cheshbonot is that this person is clean of sin. He's so clean, he's so pure. So he's going to keep him pure. This ben sorero more, don't forget what we are living for. Again, again, don't forget what we're living for. What are we living for? We're living for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a person lives with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he has to live with the belief, like the Rambam says, of reward and punishment. But today I'm going to speak about the reward. You must believe in reward. Now, story. I was walking about 10 years ago. And a fellow comes to me, not religious, not religious at all. Says, Rabbi, you know I don't come often, but the once in a while I have a question, and I'd like you to answer it. This is his question, you ready? Mayor, listen to the question. His question is like this. We gotta have you closer, too far. Hey, come, come, bring a chair closer, so I can see you. And Richie, if you don't mind, just to drop this way, so I can see you also, the camera's blocking. So what, what, what was they saying? Oh, 
So I walked into Shior one night, and this is what the fellow told me. You guys ready? This is his question. <coughs> Rabbi? Yes? Did you, you speak about reward, that one mitzvah, you create an angel. Tonight, you hear one word of Torah, we're speaking the Torah, you're my partners in the Shi'ur, we're both cre- we're creating together angels on every word of Torah. The Hafez Chaim has a sefer called Torah Tabayit. And in that sefer he says, a cheshbon, that every word of Torah that you speak, you get, a, you get a mitzvah. Every mitzvah that you do, you create an angel. So that means every single time you talk in Torah, you say a, a, a pasuk in tehillim, you're creating, you, when you do a mitzvah, you're creating an angel, you're creating a malach. This is what Chafetz Chaim says, and this, this is Pirkei Avot says, every mitzvah that you do, you create a malach. And this is our belief system. This is what we believe in. A hundred percent. You give tzedakah, you create a malach, tzedakah malach. You learn Torah, you create an angel of Torah and malach. You, you, you pray, you create an angel. It's even brought down, there's, in the Gemara, also, Mesech in the second parak. when you pray, when a tzaddik prays, there's an angel, I'm not going to say his name, I remember that time you said his name, and then he got your coffee spilled. So he says like this, the, the, the angel, what does he do? He takes the tefillah of the tzaddik, and he makes it into a crown, and he throws it on kivyachol onto Hashem's head. Like kivyachol. Throws it on Hashem's head. You're doing, when you're doing Torah, mitzvot, basim tovim, you're creating malachim. You might not see it, but it's fact. You might never see it. You can't see it now. In Shaman, you'll see it. After 120, you'll see it. You don't see it now. But you're creating things in Shaman that you can't imagine. When you fit, I'll give you another example. The Zohar says, when you finish Masechah from cover to cover, let's say you finish Masechah from cover to cover, the Zohar says, you will get rewarded a world. Yarita Masechta, Yarashta Masechta, Yarita Alma. If you go and learn a Gemara from cover to cover, you finish the Gemara, just know your reward will be, Zohar says it, Yarita Alma. When you go after 120 to Hashem, to the Kisak Avot, you'll get a world. For each Gemara you finished. That's what the Zohar says. And it's fact, by the way. A world. Now, after I said all this, this fellow says, Rabbi, did you go to Olam Haba? Did you go to Gan Eden and you saw all this? I said, no. He said, how can you prove it? And he says to me, now how would you answer? Now, I have to answer as a rabbi, you should know. And, and, and for yourself, you should know. You have to know how to answer sometimes, the right answer. So I know where he's coming. I'm not going to show him a pasuk and he's going to, oh, pasuk, oh, where's that pasuk? He's going to start questioning that. So how did I answer him? Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. This is the right answer. You ready for one of the right answers to answer like this? I told him, look, you ever hear of insurance? It says yes. You ever hear of house insurance? Meaning to say, what? Well, if there's ever a fire or a leak in your house, you have insurance on it, they cover the whole bill. I'll never forget. I had this best insurance. Unbelievable. He kicked me off if that made this uh, claim. It was Chubb. You know Chubb? I don't, you know, I don't know if you know Chubb Insurance. I don't know. I don't know. I just I didn't know at the time. I just bought it. It's for the for the house, 
And what happened was the shingles on the side of the house. It was a it was a hurricane Sandy. I forgot what it was, and a few of them fell fell down. So now I can't replace that same color. So it has to be all the same color. So technically speaking, they give you a check to all the shingles, all the same color. It's like a crazy big check. 50 grand, 80 grand, whatever it was. My point being is, everybody has house insurance. Why? Just in case of, heaven forbid, something goes wrong with the house. Corp insurance, I'm paying you. Let's go. I pay you a few few thousand a year, whatever it is. Everybody has car insurance, right? Everybody has car insurance. What do you have car insurance for? Heaven forbid, if somebody hits your car or you hit somebody's car, you're covered. How much is the car? 60,000. You hit a, a, a Ferrari. Imagine the guy hit his Ferrari. I can't hit an old, uh, I hit a Ferrari. You know, I hit a Ferrari. Now, how much is the Ferrari? I have to pay for the Ferrari. How much? Ferrari? How much? 200. Imagine that. Go, go. Your, your car go like this. Ah, oh. You 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 were thinking about you drop your, your your coffee and this that that you go huh you hit the Ferrari I did a Ferrari and the whole thing got ruined and and this and that he wants me to pay two hundred grand now you have two hundred grand to give it like this so every year what do you do you pay two three thousand dollars four thousand dollars insurance if that happens they cover two hundred thousand dollars got it so I told him I told him. For your house, you know how to buy insurance. For what? For your car, you know how to buy insurance. But for Lama Bar, you're not ready to buy insurance. For Gun Eden, you're not ready. You're ready to take a chance. And let's say after 120, you go to the grave. After 120 years living in this earth. And they're like, oh no, Rabbi Palachi, you were right. Whoa. And, and you didn't buy insurance. You didn't buy insurance. But guess what? You live a better life. The religious, the, when a person keeps the Torah and the mitzvot, he lives a better life in this world. In this world. Because Hashem created it, and He gave the map, He gave the instructions how to live it, and if you follow it, you will live the best life in this world. And then also, forget, you also have Ganed, and also like that. Think about it. Is it so bad? You keep Shabbat? It's the most beautiful thing. You come home from shul, the father says Kiddush. Everybody's, all the kids are sitting around the table. Comes Pesach, comes Hanukkah, comes Sukkot. How many, you know how many holidays, how many Shabbats with, with the, all the family? How awesome it is. How great it is. You know what kind of good feeling it is to help out? This is a mitzvah to help out others. You feel good. I remember one goy. One goy. One time I heard him saying, he was a very popular goy. And he said, one of the most selfish selfish things that a person can do in his life. Selfish. You know what selfish means? Like, for yourself. One of the most selfish things, one of the things that you do for yourself is what? Is helping others. Because when you help others, you feel good. Imagine. I Imagine. You really go out, and, and somebody needed, I don't know, let's say for example, they needed shoes. You see, the guy doesn't have shoes. I, I see a hole in his shoes. I see, and he's, he's your friend. You see, he comes to shul, let's say, I'm giving an example. The guy has a hole in shoes. He tells him, excuse me, guess what? Today, right after shul, I'm, t- I'm treating you for shoes. Now you go buy him the best shoes. Now, the next day you see him, he's wearing the shoes that you bought him. And every day he's wearing the shoes that you bought him. How good do you feel? 
Who feels better? The guy actually wearing the shoes or you that paid for the shoes that he's wearing? Who feels better? You feel so good. Every time you're like, wow, those are shoes, they look good on you. I love it. And you feel good. You helped out the guy. Now he doesn't have to walk with a hole in his shoe. And you did it. And you feel good. You feel so good because it's the most selfish things that you can do. So therefore, the Torah is telling you, be a good person. Do tzedakah. Do mitzvot. Keep Torah. Keep Shabbat. Do all these things. Have onik Shabbat. The Torah, you get a mitzvah. Imagine I tell you, if you eat a nice meal on Shabbat, you're getting a mitzvah that it says in Mishnah Berurah. If you look at the Mishnah Berurah, Chela Gimel, in the first Siman, it says one of the ways to be rich is to have Oneg Shabbat, is to have a good meal. Imagine I tell you, you, know, you can have a good wine for Shabbat, beautiful, you're going to be rich. What? What are you talking about? You're going to fulfill a mitzvah of Oneg Shabbat when you eat, dress up nicely, do this. This is all mitzvot. This is all mitzvot. So not only getting this world, you're also getting the whole next world. So I tell the guy, I tell the guy, are you willing to take that chance? Let's say you have to 120, you go there. And he said, Rabbi, you were right. What are you going to do now? It's too late. It's too late. You only take a chance. Nobody's right. And that's why here, here you do it now. One of the greatest advice that I can give the men, and I'm going to explain something. They go on with Vilna wrote, really we have this Yesod. And what is that? What's the greatest mitzvah for women? What is it? Sni'ut. What's the greatest mitzvah that we're obligated to do? Of course, Tamut Torah is the greatest mitzvah. But Sni'ut for the thing, the greatest mitzvah for a man, of course, Pirur Vu, that's up there, very up there, you have to be there. But Tamut Torah, Kinei Kulam. Tamut Torah, learning. Learning is the one of the most important. Because when you learn, it'll lead to do other mitzvot as well. Besides the fact that learning itself, in and it itself is the greatest mitzvah, but also, Mevili De Maaseh. It brings a person to do more and more and more. Let's say you come to the shul, you're learning Torah. Now what do you do? You get inspired, and you go out, you say, I want to, I want to now, I want to finish Maseka. This year is coming a new year. I want to finish all Maseka from coming to Gala. I want to get a whole world when I get up there. Like the Zohar says. And that's exactly what we're doing. What are we doing with this, what are we doing with this, uh, 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 this kid? We say, Habibi, this is the most merciful thing that we can do. What is the most merciful thing that you can do? The most merciful thing that we can do is what? Kill you now. Kill the kid now. Why? Because if he's going to live, he's going to lose his Allah Maba. You realize that or no? It says, Call Yisrael, Yesh Lahem, Helik Every Yisrael, if you're born Jewish, if you're born Jewish, you have a portion in the afterlife. Call Yisrael. Every every Jew. Yesh lahem helek But some people don't know the end of that Mishnah. And it says, These are the following, who lost their portion. There's some people out there that they can lose it. You got, again, you got to do something very bad to lose it. But it could be that the guy, if he did something very, 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 very bad, he can lose it. So what's the most merciful thing that we can do for our child? In this situation, Ben, Ben, we tell the boy, Habibi, I gotta kill you now. Why? Because I see where you're going. 
You're going to go murder people to get money because if you're doing it with your own parents, imagine when your parents run out of money, what are you going to do? You're going to go with a, with a shotgun and you go to a mall and you say, guys, hand out all your money, I'll kill you all. And everybody's so scared of my eye, you go for a few dollars so you get your steak and your wine. The cowboy steak or the steak, right? That's what you're doing. Why? This is what it is. So what is the Torah saying? We don't want to lose your chalik. We don't want to lose. We don't want you to lose what? Your portion of Allah. Kill him now. This is the most merciful thing that you can do. So at least he'll go to get ended. He'll have a portion. You know, you hear how powerful the Torah is? By the way, on a side note, Gemara in Sanhedrin says, it never happened by the way. We never had to kill any kid at 13. <laughs> Just letting you know. Let, 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 let's get this straight. The Gemara says, in Mesechah Sanhedrin, it never happened. And guess what? The Gemara says it never will happen. You'll never have a 13-year-old kid going to his mom stealing. People think like, oh wait, if I was 13, maybe I would. <laughs> you know? No, it's not going to happen. We're not going to go and it's not going to happen. not going to happen. It won't happen. But at the end of the day, there's a lesson to be learned. What's the lesson to be learned? The lesson to be learned is that we have, we have to understand this, that this kid could lose his whole ulama So the most merciful thing that we can do for the kid is what? Kill him now so he doesn't lose it. So he doesn't lose it. It's a real big thing. Ulama is a real thing, by the way. Over there, it's eternal. People, you know what it is? You know, you know how smart Coca-Cola is? Should I tell you how smart Coca-Cola is? They're such geniuses. Because they put their advertisement everywhere. You could be driving on a highway, and you can just see Coke, Coke, Coke. Why do they do that? Why do they do that? Anybody want to tell me why do they do that? I'm going to tell you the science behind it. You ready? Even, I'll never forget, one time I wanted to advertise something. And I called, a, I, called a, a, I forgot which magazine, like one of these community magazines, like one of these magazines. And they told me, if you're advertising, advertise not just one time, Advertise for the whole year. I said, why? One time. No. Why? Now I, I hopped the whole situation. You ready? You ready? You ready for this? What does Coke do? They buy the best advertisements. Times Square, you'll see Coca-Cola. You'll see the, the big rabbi and the Santa. There's that. Yeah, Coca-Cola, drink the Coke. And they're smart. You know what they do also? They try to make it personal. What do they do? Do you remember when Coke had like the names on the Coke? You know what I'm talking about? Anybody remember? What did it say? It said like, uh, what? Share a Coke. They do all these crazy things. Like, uh, share a Coke and they put your name on it, you know? Joe. Uh, you buy Joe, you know? I'm buying this. Well, I put my name, Joe. You know? Ah! And they get you like that. And they get you like that, no? You have a friend, uh, Brian, you know? Oh, Brian, oh, I'm getting Brian. What? But, but they're smart. And they're advertising all over. Why do they do that? Anybody figure it out? Anybody can tell me why they do that? You know what it is? We have something called a conscious and a subconscious mind. Got it? Conscious and subconscious. Now what happens is like this. When you see the advertisement, Coke, 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 Coke. One time, you're going to be thirsty. You're going to go to a supermarket. You're going to open up the fridge to buy a drink. And now you have Coke and you have other things. It's so ingrained in your brain, Coke, that the first thing you're taking is really a Coke. Let's say you're drinking a, let's say having a, you're gonna, you're gonna buy, you're gonna buy a soda, let me get it, a soda, whatever it is. You're gonna take a Coke because why? And you, they, they already brainwashed you 
they sing it a million times, a million times, a million times. So therefore, automatically, you're going to go into the fridge. You say, oh, I'll pull a Coke. Because they, in the subconscious, you saw it so many times. Okay, fine, let me do it. Eventually, I mean, it clicked. You understand? That's what we have to do. To what? For Gan Eden and Allah. It's after 120. We should all live a long, healthy life. A happy, healthy, long life. But for everyone, 120 is going to come. And we have to brainwash ourselves from now that no, it's like a business. You know business? You got to think, how am I going to, how am I going to run? You ever hear of Blockbuster? Anybody hear of Blockbuster? You ever hear of Netflix? Yeah. You know what happened? Netflix went to Blockbuster and Blockbuster was in a billion dollar industry. Not million, billions. Billion, how many stores they had? I'll never forget. I remember, I remember as a kid, all of a sudden I see, I come back from Israel one year, I see the thing, there's no sun. What, what's going on? They went out of business in one year, they went from a billion dollar company in one year, everything is gone? You know what the CEO so, said at the, at the closing of the, of the blockbuster finishing? We didn't look ahead. We didn't look at the future. We didn't see our plan, how we're going to improve the business at, like that future will, will improve. Understand? You have to understand, you in your life, you have to take it serious. It's not a joke. You have to build your brand. And I'm not joking. You have to build your brand. You know, you know what it is? You know what? The problem is, the problem is we don't understand eternity. And we have to do it in our subconscious mind that it's be like this, like this. I one time asked somebody, how did the Hafez Haim become the Hafez Haim? How? Anybody can tell me? Who doesn't know Hafez Haim? He wrote the Mishnah Berurah, he wrote the Shminat Al-Ashon, he was one of the greatest rabbis that ever lived in the past, you know, who knows how many hundreds of years. And everybody knows him. And he's in his books, his Sefarim, is in every single Bet Midrash. Imagine, I tell you, Nati, you're going to write Sefarim, and every single Bet Midrash in the world is going to have your Sefarim. Was he, was he a human being? Of course, he was a Malach Hashem. But, but did he have the, the, the brains as us? The, he was more genius than us. Yeah, that we understand. But he did it. I asked somebody, how did he do it? How? You know what he answered? I'll tell you how he answered. He said, when the Hafez Chaim did any mitzvah, any mitzvah, he understood clearly, clearly, that he's getting eternal reward forever and ever, like the craziest pleasure that you can think of in the whole entire world. That means, in the mitzvah that he did, it's like he deposited a billion dollar check in his bank account, and it's going to come to him. He believed it so strongly in his mind, that he understood, when he did a mitzvah, he understood that he just got a check for a billion dollars in the bank, in his Shamayim bank, and that's how he lived his life, understanding that. He understood that. So therefore his constant brain was saying, wait, this is my life. I live once. And I will come back to this world. But at the end of the day, it's all with the mitzvot that you came with, that you did in this world. And that's exactly what we're we're learning from this. You, we started today's class saying, what's going on over here? Why are you killing him at 13? It doesn't make sense. Where's the mercy of the Torah? You're killing him at 13 years old? Where's the mercy? 
That's the biggest mercy. Because if he would live until 120, you know what's going to happen to the guy? The guy's going to lose his chelik And that's the merciful thing. And that's why in life, you have to see the eye on the prize. Who's a wise person that sees the future? You hear that? That sees the future. That's exactly what we're, doing, what we're learning here tonight. See the future. Don't think small. Everyone over here, everyone, and I mean it very seriously, you can be the biggest, biggest of the And I mean it seriously. You could be the biggest, you could, you could inspire so many people. You can inspire so many. You know what the thing is? People don't believe that they can. You really can, by the way. You really can. You really can. They called me up right before I came in. They said, Rabbi, we need to go to Avenue U and East 64th. There's a shul over there. And there's 10 public school kids that don't have any religion. They want you there. I want to go check it out. And everybody's thirsty. At least the way I look at it. A lot of people are thirsty. They want to know more. You sit with them. They say, we want to do more, Rabbi. Tell me, is this? He asks. He asks the question: Is it good? I go Kippur, Shabbat, well, every Kippur and and Shabbat one one once in a while, but Kippur I always go. Is that good, Rabbi? I said, it's a start. It's great. Everything is good, but you see that they they want to grow. Everybody wants to grow, and guess what? Everyone in this room has the potential. Reach out just a little bit, just a little bit. Bring even even to the shiur. I'm telling you, how many people will get religious just from the shiur? Come, come to Shul, come here Shul. And guess what? Anytime this person comes, if he gets religious or something like that, eh, you get eternal reward forever and ever and ever. And ever and ever and ever. It's like I'll give you an example. Imagine you, you start a business, right? So that business, anytime it's producing, you get reward. Imagine now you get one guy religious. Now every single time, you're chilling and he's working, he's doing mitzvot, this, that, I got that. It's my business. It's like, yeah, yeah, residual, residual. It's a pyramid. And he gets another guy, and you get all, imagine all, all the children, all the children that he has, it's religious because you got him religious. It's a crazy, crazy investment. It's a crazy investment. And therefore, Abotai, what we're learning is, keep your eye on the prize. Don't let this world slip your way. Grab it. This world, grab it. One time, and I'll end off with this, when Shmuel Birnbaum walked in Manhattan once, and he looked up at the buildings. And they said, he's looking up, and, and, and they're like, the people are, 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 what's it called? Like the people that are with him, like, Rabbi, what's going on? You like the building? Which one do you want to buy? This one? You know, like, okay, he's looking up. He's like, no, no. He's like, what? He's like, I can't believe they take this world so seriously. You know, like, God, our world, this world is very real. But don't forget, don't forget, this world's only a whole way to get to the real world. And you have to put your investments wisely. You have to serve Hashem with your utmost energy and your utmost capability. And I'm going to conclude. There's a Rambam that says, everybody could be like Moshe Rabbeinu. But nobody could be like Moshe Rabbeinu. Because no Navi can be like Moshe Rabbeinu. So what does the Rambam mean? And the answer to this Rambam is very simple. Moshe Rabbeinu used all his potential given to him, and he succeeded to use all his potential that God gave him. You use all the potential that God gave you, and you'll get the utmost reward. Have a great day. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.